Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Midday Joy. Joy with Unati. It's 23 minutes after 2 on Kaya 959 and I'm cutting the song short because I've got Jax in the studio. Jax is absolutely hilarious. We met about less than a month ago. When did we meet, Jax? Yeah, what, like three weeks ago? Yeah, we Took hit the beach. Together. That's it. We did intimate stuff together. It was nice. It was, it was a long very walk intimate. on the beach. Right? It literally was just to the beach and back. Yeah, it yeah. was raining. Yes, it was beautiful. But you were just telling me now about your neighbor because we're playing I'm a piano with Satandana and Caspinho uh, Vest. What did she say? Well, I love how you say that first word is Satandana, you know? Satandana. Oh, yeah, I can't even say that. Well, you will. Don't worry. I'll teach you. You'll put your back into it. My neighbor actually had a conversation the other day with the following neighbor across from her. Mm -hmm. What are the color lines? I just want to know contextually. Okay, it's um, it's in the darker spectrum. Both of them are in the darker. Both, yes. That shocks me because I assumed the neighbor who did the suggestion was, was in was the lighter. My descent, you know, well, the, the more Caucasian. I get you. What does she say? So it's darker to darker. Darker to darker. Yeah. And she's like, listen, Jesus is going to punish you for I'm a piano music. You must stop your wicked ways. And I was like, whoa, what did I'm a piano music do to you're you? You're witnessing now darker to darker. This, I don't even <laughs> listen to I'm a piano music. Like, Unless you're honest. with me. And I'm like leaning over the balcony like, wait, I need to I need to say something here. I need to lean in and say something. And then I remembered my name is Jackson, not Karen. So I just shut up and sat down and watched it happen but also you have nothing against Amapiano no I used to play it on the radio station I was on I mean it's never going to be better than Kaya so we just stay with that oh name. she knows what yes. she is. 959. Thank you for making it. Yes. How have you been, Thank young you lady? Thank you for inviting me. Anytime. It's been great. I'm just not used to this uh, Joburg weather. It's dry. It's, uh, it's a you, very dry. You say Joburg because you weather. don't live in Joburg? No. I just, I moved from Joburg. Well, I moved from Cape Town oh, to Joburg. Oh, sorry. Remember, you're talking about. Ago. No, Kalogum, I'm thinking you've been in Benoni like for six months. Aren't you used to it yet? No. Sorry. Are you still in Cape Town emotionally? Emotionally, okay. I'm still invested in, in the DA. Tech. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I know you are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to burn all my also, bridges. Also, there's nothing wrong because we do have people who possibly vote for DA. Well, there we go. Each yeah. to their own. That's what I said earlier, right? You did. Each to their own. You did. So how's the weather in Joburg? No, it's great. It's dry. At least everybody else's personality is not as dry as the weather because I'll tell you one thing, Joburg yeah. people, you are fun. You are like the nicest people ever. Do you mean that? Because there's I, a bit no, of sarcasm do. in your tone. So I don't oh, know if you're being serious or not. Maybe that sarcasm just comes from the heat. I don't know. It's exhaustion. <laughs> okay. No, no. But I love Joburg people. It's just such lacquer people. Always out for a vibe. You yeah. know? Even with comedy and all yeah. that kind of things. You just laugh extra. You know, extra loud. How's work? Yeah. Talking about comedy. Are, are you gigging again? We are gigging. How are the venues? But you know How's the onlining? Or are you waiting for the physical experience? Speaking to a Zoom is just not the same. Because you don't get the energy returned to you. It's empty orchestra. It's like karaoke. Yeah. It feels bad because it is bad. Yeah. It's terrible. It is. No, I'm waiting for the physical experience. I did two Zoom shows and I was like, no, yeah. let's move on, girl. But you were with one of the Goliaths last night. That's How was it. that? It was actually a great experience. We were in Sanson. We were yeah. having the vibes. And you know what? Yeah. I feel people are still a bit dry in the essence of like, I think they're scared and I think we're just like reintroducing comedy to people again sure you know what's that like as a professional <sighs> listen you build up this entire career and it's a span of like six years yeah and then you have to like reinitiate something that's yeah. you know very new in this country already yeah because comedy hasn't been around for that long it hasn't and for me what you illustrated to me three weeks ago when i met you and i couldn't believe your your conscientiousness oh there we go i like that i know big words good schools <laughs> <laughs> 
But you, 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 I, I was the host. Yeah. I didn't care what client allowed me to say or not. But like at our meeting at the, at the, at the boardroom table, you were like, sorry, what am I allowed to say? And what am I not allowed to say? Is this, is this a big part of who you are? I think it might be the part of me that is also quite anxious. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I always think 14 steps ahead in the essence of, am I going to get work from these people again? So for me, it's just a, a peer respect thing. Sure. It boils down to what the client wants at the end of the day because I'm getting paid for a service. I get you. When I do my shows at night, I'll say whatever I want. I can be as controversial as I want. So there's a difference in the jacks, whether it's we're doing corporate on a Saturday there morning in George. So it's, it's Sunday <laughs> okay. jacks and... Every Sunday Jacks. Okay. And every other day, Jacks is, is John Flissmas Jacks. So <laughs> Shucks. Are you Flissm- Are you on a Flissmas vibe? I am moving more to the Flissmas vibe. I'm okay. really enjoying that controversialness, the satire kind of comedy. Yeah. Um, I think it's necessary in this country. You know? How I think do, we need how, to point that out. I was going to say, in this country where we have so many um, Anas. Yeah. There's an Ana around the LGBTQI community. There's an Ana around race. There's an Ana around femininity. There's an Ana around talking about sex, alcohol, so many things. How, and considering your bank account, how then do you become true to yourself? Well, this is the thing, right? You have to balance it out finely. You have to have the corporate jacks to show people, okay, fine, I can be clean and I can do the things you want me to. But then you also have to take those moments where you go, you know what, this platform is important. And if I don't utilize it properly, then what is the point of having it in the first place? I've got you. So highlighting gender-based violence, you know, femicide, LGBTQI, race, that's kind of things that I want to talk about because I don't think we open up and engage enough. Yeah. What we do is we really just hide everything underneath the carpet. South Africans love dusting underneath the carpet. And then, you know, a few years later, we open up again and then we're sitting with all of this nonsense. That's just like this big molehill. Yeah. Instead of dealing with it head on right now. For me, you know, what I what I loved about you and I've been telling my listeners about you all day. It's just your honesty with how you grew up. But also how you still have to navigate around that. And, and, I, and I remember saying to you, what does it feel like growing up in an Afrikaans family that doesn't necessarily like inclusive, inclusivity? Yeah. Look, it's, it's not the easiest thing because uh, when we had our discussion, I initially said to you, you know, that I feel like the generation of uh, 30s is the beta generation, so yeah. to say. And, and we, we Explain that, please. <laughs> Pizza generation guys it's like we're the scapegoat we're the guys that needed to do this transformation this transition and get used to it without having you know that generation x cushiness and you know millennials they were born into it so they were they were raised we had to change from one curriculum so to say yeah to another we were the sacrificial we've been the sacrificial lambs our entire life that's it But at the end of the day, I think it's actually a really good thing because for me, it shows that you can change if you want to change. This nonsense of, uh, you know what, I was raised this way. No, 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 no. (laughs) You make your decisions, sweetheart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You can no longer blame it on existentialize, guys. Yeah. You know, you grew up a certain way, but if you know something's wrong, change it. J.P. Smith in Cape Town. There we go. (laughs) Your guy, the means. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, and then I posted after that and I posted a, a, a clip of, of me um, when, when Kabecha was announced, yes, yes. you know, and I was just explaining how you pronounce the things and just like the tension that that causes, 
and amongst amongst all our colors, you know, Fifty Shades of Our Rainbow in South Africa, if it's still beautiful or not, are we going to tell the truth? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And I just find it so interesting with the tension and, and depending on where a person comes from um, and how they interpret it, you know? And I'm like, it's just pronunciation. Yeah. Do we have to take it to racial tension? Do we have to take it to a racial issue? If, well, if, if it's not just pronunciation? This is the thing, you know, it doesn't really take that much out of your time and out of your day in order to just sit there and get one click right, guys. Like, it's one click. We also don't expect certain cultures to be able to say Afrikaans names, mm. but so many of the street names are still Afrikaans, oh. you know? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, if we accommodate each other, we can actually move forward together. Yeah. But we, we, tend, to, we, we tend to want to sit and complain about things and not be the change. I get you. You can't change people around you. No. The only person you can change is yourself. I got you. And that change will, in essence, you know, influence people around you. We've got Jax in studio, 31 minutes after two. I want to play a song, but I want to go back to the very beginning. When you realized you were funny, did you know? How do you do it? Some comedians write their, 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 their skits down. Some have their whole set. I, I want to get behind that. Hanging out with Jax, the comedian. So you're growing up in an Afrikaans family. Yeah. In Johannesburg? Yes. What was that like? Oh, dude. Do we really want to get into that? I was living in Brakpan. Let's just be honest. That's, oh my that's gosh. So that's not even, that's like Brakpan is Brakpan. Brakpan is Brakpan. You can't take that back. Eh? It's not like Benoni and they existentialize and go to Hollywood. We're not like Charlize. We existentialize and go to Benoni. Like that's different. Is that, is it different? It's very different. How we, different, Jax? Make me understand, please. Okay, do you understand like the T-Town shirt and then like the safari sockies with that, um, you know, short, short rugby? I rugby do, but there. don't say that because I used to go to H2O every year and we used to all get along. Dude, H2O <laughs> was a vibe though. <laughs> So, so that's what I mean. Like, do, like you know what I mean? No, the deep. You know, let's say the deep east is just one of those places. It's a different kind of culture. You even call it deep east because we just I, I call, call it the deep, east. I you call, call it deep, deep east. east, okay? Because you just, you know, when you pass Edenvale, yeah, everything changes. Really? Once you see Presley's in Boxburg on your right hand side, yeah, everything changes. Okay, it's no longer the same place anymore. You need a passport to yeah. enter. And do you need a sense of humor as well? Because where did that come about? Listen, you need to cope with that stuff. So yes, the sense of humor was a coping mechanism. I get you. Up. I get you. Nah, you know what? Honestly, it, growing up um, in an Afrikaans household wasn't really that bad. I think that there's a lot of love. Can I be honest with you? A lot of... Okay, I'll speak on behalf of myself and yeah. my black friends. This, these are not the views of Kaya 959 or that of our listeners. A lot of us prefer Afrikaans white people to English white people. I think there's... Because there's the honesty. There's, it is honesty. Yeah. But I also said honesty. that when I, when I moved from, from Cape Town to Johannesburg. I mean, I don't know how you handle Cape Town. Cape Town is just, it's classism. It's a mess. It's a complete classistic. <laughs> it's a mess. I come back from Cape Town in angry black every time. Yeah, yeah, but, but, but it's just such a classistic country. You yes. Know? <laughs> country, completely. <laughs> Little it's Europe. It's yeah. separate from our From our all our of countries. us. Yeah. The thing is, you know, in Joburg, I, I still, I'm trying to get used to the blatant honesty of people here. You know, when people in Joburg are racist, Mm. They do it to your face. They yeah. don't care. If yeah. they're homophobic, they do it to your face. Yeah. And I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. But I'd rather know the devil yeah. that I can see yeah. than the one I can't. Yeah. So, yes. so you were saying growing up with lots of love? Listen, Afrikaans households, or my household for that matter, a lot of love, mm -hmm. a lot of care. Mm. And I think of people who are just looking after their kids, trying to give them the best. But I think that um, that generation, our generation, was like in cotton wool. Yeah. Like they just encased us. Yeah. 
And uh, we were just kept away from so many things that were happening in the country. That's why, you know, we didn't even know about apartheid. Apartheid was something you would stumble upon because you were kept away from it. I remember a friend of mine, I went to Rhodes University in, in the Eastern Cape, Caroline Eady. Yeah. She grew up in Sandhurst. Oh, wow. Her walls are higher than a lot of people's apartment buildings, right? And I, be, I remember when she came to Rhodes and she was like, Nots, I did not know there was apartheid. And I lost I lost it. I lost it with her. And I was like, you can... Because I grew up overseas because of apartheid. Yeah. So I was removed from my family and my culture because of apartheid. So I lost it with her. And then she said to me, but think about it. I grow up in the house. There's Auntie Margaret, who's the nanny. Uncle John, who's the driver. Uncle Joseph, who's the gardener. She's like, we all uh, eat in the same house. We sleep in the same house. She's like, I go to Rodine. I said, okay, you said Rodine. You got me into Rodine. <laughs> I said, are you into Rodine? She says, yes, babe. I said, okay. So it was only then that I started accepting, not even believing, yeah. accepting that some white families shielded their children from what was really going on. Because we didn't have the luxury of being shielded. That's the problem. Right? So I think that it causes it's such a, a lot profound of animosity. And anger. Yes. Because some of it comes from not knowing. Yes. And with us, some of it comes from, but you should know. This is what we've gone through and this is well, our country. Essentially, you should get to an age and a point in your life where you're like, okay, the history of this country is important. Yeah. For more than one reason, not just because we would need to you know, have the battle against race and homophobia and all of those things. For sure. But also because you need to take pride in your country, guys. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Just know what happened. So not necessarily to rectify it, yeah. but to be proud and say, okay, this happened. Let's make sure it never happens again. So what happens when you start realizing ish happened and it wasn't really pretty and you have to now make your own independent well it's true well because the thing is now the people you're around your whole life don't really see it the way you do so i think there's a, like a lot of musical in like intervention Mi and during chair, musical chairs um it's not really the same. I normally sit on two chairs in the plane. I've picked up a lot of weight during COVID, guys. She's just judging me. She's right lying. Now. She sat next to me on the plane. <laughs> Stop it. I think uh, for me, personally, I can't speak on behalf of everybody. But, You're not uh, here to, yeah. I just wanted your story. I got to a point where I was in, in high school and uh, I mean, I don't want to use the full name of this band because it is quite uh, controversial. We spoke about that and there yeah. were two bands, Linkin Park being one of them. Yes. And I then, remember. of course, uh, the other one, was, which is local, is F of Polisikar. Yeah. And about things that we needed to hear about. There we go. <laughs> But you know what? They did it in the mother tongue of Afrikaans. Yeah. And that caused kids of our age to actually listen for a change and be like, whoa. Yeah. Stop. This is wrong. They're telling us that people were lying to us. They're telling us that these things are not right. They're pushing all of the wrong buttons. And now, finally, we're tired of this. We just, we're not going to take it anymore. We're going to take a step back and we're going to say, you know what? We're starting our own little revolution. And it might not have been the biggest thing, but inside of ourselves, we started our own little movement. 
But that's what we're talking about, right? It's, it's, we, were, we were talking about this off air and we were saying you can't change the entire world. Yes. But as long as you change yourself and, and, and you allow yourself to be a positive influence, then, you know, you've, you've done the best that you possibly could do. That's it. And, and, and live it out. Show people that. Yeah. It's almost, it, it comes down to very much the same thing as faith for me. You have this idealistic view of humanity in that one day we will all see each other as equal. <laughs> and we won't. The thing is, you don't want to be pessimistic because you you you're hoping for a seventy percent ratio, you know. But you're a realist. But you have to be realistic about yeah. the fact that media and uh, all of those kinds of things keep us separate for a reason. Yeah, the world would be a very boring place, and people get bored with their lives. That's why they discriminate. Yeah, because it's easier than looking at my own flaws. How do we deal with it then, Yuma? I deal with it in humor. And I mean, you I do. do. You d- you deal with a lot of discrimination, especially also within the community. You deal with a lot of discrimination and you handle it so eloquently so. Well, the thing is, you have to get to a point where you realize, you know what, if I'm going to let this affect me yeah. every day, I'm going to be a miserable person. Yeah. If I walk away and I make a joke about it, I owned it, now you no longer can hurt me. That's That's it. powerful, hey? I use that. If that's I made Eminem, that joke that's first, Eminem on Eight Mile. There we go. So I'm a tra- I'm trailer park trash. That's it. Tell me something I don't know. There we go. So I'm something you can't identify, and you're misgender identifying me. There we go. Ask me rather than yeah ridicule me. The thing is, it's very easy to just say to people, you know what, you. Hi, how are you doing today? Not yeah. sir, madam. You know, we live in a time where people are androgynous, and they and <laughs> people look yeah different yeah, and it's. It's very easy to misgender somebody. It's very easy to offend somebody. Yeah. So just use a general term, you know? Teach us. Yeah, well, there we go. Same thing. Use a general term? Oh, wait. I'm, you. I'm literally I saying say you, I'm, they, I'm, them. Okay. Because you, they, them just refers to a person. Yeah. It doesn't refer to a gender. It doesn't refer to a race. Yeah. It doesn't refer to anything specific. Sure. I mean, you look at people of color mm. and you get people who are light skinned, mm. people who are dark skinned. Mm. doesn't necessarily mean... This person is black because they are dark skinned. Mm. They could be a colored person. Sure. So this is the they thing. They could be Indian. Just don't don't even look. Don't even look. Don't at look those at things. the categories and see someone for the human being that they are. Guys, we're getting to a point where we are like we have interracial couples. We are we're going to become a, interracial, a intergendered couples. Yes. We are literally going to become a beige community, which is great. So we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> mm. I think it takes I think it takes a lot of self-awareness though. You know, coming from as you were saying a country that's been so segregated through lies, yeah, through some people's realities, but just through economy, mm. socio-economic and and socio-political things, people are nervous to step outside their comfort zones and I think that's what perpetuates the continuous segregations or just us and them. Well, this whatever your ass and them is, right? People like uh, Unati and I made a few satirical jokes while flying <laughs> back from George, <laughs> and uh, you'll notice that people what they do is if they don't understand the joke and they think that we're being uh, facetiously vicious to each other, yeah, they'll tend to get quiet and just go, "Whoa, yeah, this situation." But we're actually just having a humoristic time, laughing. Yeah. And when you turn to people and you go, "You guys can laugh," we're actually just having a laugh at it. Yeah. Then people lighten up because they go, "Wait, okay, there's no tension in the air. We can no. actually laugh about this." Yeah. And this is the thing, guys. We need to get to a point where I believe that humor is the only way f- for us to unite. Because we can laugh at the same things. Sure. You can use humor in the essence 
yes, it's not always great because you hide pain sometimes. Yeah. So deal with the pain when you get home, but stand up for yourself because a joke doesn't necessarily offend the other person. As, lo- as long as you're laughing with someone. There's a difference there between go. laughing with someone and, and at someone. somebody. But if you make a joke because somebody's either, you know, been racist to you or whatever the case might be, it will make that other person feel like an absolute idiot. Sure. It I will. get that. I'll walk away and be like, okay, maybe I shouldn't, I don't think I'm going to say that again. Because Ever now, again. this time I've been, you know, I've been pulled aside. I, I look like a bit of an idiot in public. I don't want that again. Sure. So it works. A, list, a question from a listener before I ask you my final question is how uh favorite fundo says how did your parents react to your darker skinned friends how did you handle that oh i mean my mom tends to be fine i think it comes down to a thing of and uh, my hands are sweating now because i don't know if they're listening <laughs> Hi, Ma. Hey, Ma. Hello, hey, Dad. <laughs> Dad. Uh, no i think it, it you know in afrikaans or i wouldn't just say afrikaans in caucasian you know terms in the best way to to explain it is that people will favoritize certain people they'll be like yeah but you know you've got this friend and this friend and this that's friend. how we started the plane thing because it was like so you said to me Ooh, i like your english and i said yeah it's better than a lot of other <laughs> there we go yeah i yeah, got and you then the uncle next to me got yeah. offended because yeah, yeah, i didn't yeah. speak to him because you just stopped talking to him <laughs> But I mean, it's it really boils down to they 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 favoritize certain friends of yours, so they will almost look past their skin color mm-hmm. and then just be like, no, but I like these three guys, but the other people out there, they're bad. May I ref- may I reference it uh, more articulately? So they almost look past their own prejudice. Yes. Yeah. For certain people, For they'll sure. do that because it means that you love these people. Yeah. So we don't have a choice but to love these people. Sure. But and we we've actually to gotten to know. Others. Yeah. And we've actually gotten to know them, and they're actually amazing human exactly. beings. But what brings you joy, Jax? What brings me joy? Actually, you know, with the fall of the patriarchy. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough for me. I love you. I love you. How can we get hold of you? Where can we see you performing? Uh, guys, you can reach me on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook at at J-A-X-Justice, Jack's Justice. Uh, performances far and few between right now because of COVID restrictions, but you guys can catch all of my gigs lined up. On the 23rd of uh, September, we'll be at High Flyers Bar in Boxburg. If you're in the East Rand, pull through. Or if you're in Joburg and you can drive to the East Rand, pull through. Pull through. Love your Whichever work. Way. You've won already. Same, sis. Thank Thanks you, my friend. <laughs>